Welcome to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Today is Open Line Friday, so we're going to talk about whatever you want to. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Before we get to calls, uh, we do have some open lines, so you can call now and get in. But before we get to our calls, I do want to remind you that Dave and Jana will be in Conroe, Texas tomorrow at 6 p.m., I believe is the time. That's correct. Um, so if you are interested in coming out, we would love to connect with you there. Uh, Dave and Jana will be available for you to chat with. And, um, of course, we'll be teaching Prophecy Conference. I believe he's speaking on the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. You can learn more about that by going to endtime.com slash events or give us a call at 800 Endtime. Also, it's a very special month because we have finished our Understanding the End Time um, Revision 4, I believe it is, series. And um, we're trying to raise funds to help with the production costs of that. And we had a partner reach out and say they were willing to double donations up to $50,000. And that's this month only. So you have five days to participate in that. $100 turns into $200, $250 turns into $500, and so forth. So all of your donations are being doubled this month towards this project specifically. So go to endtime.com slash U-E-T. Or call 800 end time and tell the person that answers that you want to participate in the match campaign happening. All right, Doug, there's a lot of tension, per usual. Absolutely. It involves the United States and Iran and Syria, mm-hmm. which is right by the Euphrates River. Yeah. Why is that a big deal from a it's prophecy perspective? A huge deal, uh, you know, because Revelation chapter 9 tells us about the Six Trumpet War, uh, and it tells us that it will. Um, be in the region of the uh, Euphrates River that there's four spirits bound up in that river and they are loosed uh, to prepare an army of 200 million men to uh, start a war that's going to kill one-third of mankind. So it's prophesied in the Bible that that war is coming. We talk about it all the time, Vince, about the war actually being um, in line with also the uh, prophecy of the peace treaty in Israel and the building of the third temple. So those Two are the next two huge prophetic events that we are expecting to happen. And there's been a lot of reports about this area in the last few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one very popular uh, person who has his own uh, program and he has been putting videos out. He's actually in Israel, belongs uh, well, he doesn't. I, guess I shouldn't say he belongs there. He lives there. He is Jewish, and he lives there, and he has his own program. And he's been talking about things that are happening that they're not reporting in the the news. Like there's a lot of tension going on there. So we have a couple of of stories we we're going to talk about today, and and share that information with our audience just to kind of get people uh, maybe to call in on some of these subjects. So. Sounds great. So is World War Three going to start in 2022? It's a great question, Vince, because, you know, we, like I said before, we're watching that um, very closely because we know that that is one of the next prophetic things. And there's been a tinderbox sitting over there for a while now with everybody just kind of standing around with lit matches. You know, we've, we've had Russia uh, in that area. Russia and Iran are, have an alliance with um, Turkey and with Syria and uh, China even has troops there too. So we've we've dealt with all that over the past few years. The war with ISIS that the United States has had military involved in that region for a very long time. So we've watched that area for a long time. 
and uh, and we've just seen more and more development. And with uh, the situation with the talks with Iran about allowing them to have a nuclear program, we know that we've heard reports, you know, a couple of months ago that uh, Iran was two weeks out from having uh, nuclear-grade uranium. Uh, so we're we're looking at a threat there from Iran anyway, and now they're moving into uh, the Syria area, which is right on the border of Israel, and we're dealing with this threat more and more. It seems like in the news every day. So, from a Bible prophecy perspective, why in the world does this matter? Yeah, because this is just one of the. Um, you know, the huge prophecies that we're looking at to happen. And when you're talking about one-third of mankind uh, being killed in this war, it's this isn't just a, a prophetic event that we're talking about that's not going to affect but just a few people. This is something that's going to affect the entire world. I mean, it's one-third of mankind. You're talking about one person out of every three. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is going to be gone from from this planet, and so uh, it's it's a major thing. And we know that uh, that that six trumpet war, well, we know that there's only seven trumpets. So when that six trumpet war starts, Vince, we are very very close to entering into at least I think into that final seven years because you know if this war happens, one third's killed. People are going to be crying out for peace. They're going to want peace so badly. And we believe that that war could usher in the Antichrist and could usher in that peace agreement that would usher in that final seven years. So it would put us on a path toward the return of Jesus Christ. So it's very, very, very important. Okay, we're going to get into the details of this story a little bit more on the other side of the break and also into what the biblical implications are. We are taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Let's go to the phones now. Let's go to Eugene in New York. Eugene, welcome to End of the Age. Hello. How you doing? We're well. How are you? Hi, fun. I recently listened to a, a radio program of a lady talking about the Antichrist. Okay. She said two things that I wasn't aware of. She said that the Antichrist will be the double sign. Also, when it comes to destroying the Antichrist, Christ will use his breath. I do it with the wave of his hand. Okay, I, I didn't catch that last part, Eugene. Christ would use what to defeat the Antichrist? And Eugene, we're, we're coming up on a break. Uh, what's your question today? Is the Antichrist going to be the devil's son? Is, is the Antichrist going to be the devil's son? Well, no, he's not going to be the devil's son, but he is called the son of perdition mm-hmm. uh, in Scripture. You know, in Second Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, it talks about him being the son of perdition. That doesn't mean that he's going to physically be the son of the devil. Uh, you know, we do believe that uh, he may be possessed by the devil uh, when that war in heaven takes place, like Judas was possessed by the devil. When when Jesus told Judas uh, to go and do what he must do, and Jesus uh, Judas got up and went out into the night, it said the devil entered into him. So we think that's probably the same scenario. 
All right, thank you for your call, Eugene. We'll be getting other calls on the other side of the break. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Don't forget to go to endtime.com slash UET to participate in the match campaign that's happening. All donations up to $50,000 towards understanding the end times being matched to the end of the month. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime. That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Deagall here with Doug Norvell. Again, today is Open Line Friday. We're taking your calls. You're deciding what we talk about, and there are open lines. So call us 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. I do want to remind you again that Dave and Jana will be in Conroe, Texas tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Dave's going to be teaching on the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. Is it 7.30 or 6 p.m.? 6 o'clock. It's at 6 p.m. But you can go to endtime.com slash events or you can call us 800-END-TIME to get additional details about the venue and uh, whatever else we can help you with there. We'll be happy to do it. So if you're in the Conroe, Texas area, make plans to come out and join us. We'd love to see you there. Let me, let me say this because this is uh, that area there is close to um, Sam Houston State University. It's where my daughter went to school and graduated from. So if there's anybody listening to us at Sam Houston State, go down to Conroe. It's just right down the street. Go down there and and check that conference out. You will not be disappointed, I promise you. So my daughter did that, and it changed her life in more ways than one. So, uh, yeah, she did that once when Brother Baxter was down there. So Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, this story has come out, Doug. And by the way, if you haven't shared the video yet, 
do that now. Hit the share button, hit the heart icon, mm-hmm. comment on the video. It helps us break through the algorithms and get into the feeds of your friends and family. So hit the share button. Um, this story is, is really important, Doug, because of what's coming with the Sixth Trumpet War um, that the Bible has said is coming. And um, here we are talking about a war, or at least right now an attack that could lead to a war right along the Euphrates River. It could enhance what's already been happening there for decades. And this just happened, actually. Uh, the story says the U.S. carried out airstrikes twice this week. That's this, this week. This isn't an old article. Uh, against Iranian-affiliated elements in Syria after U.S. bases and forces were targeted by pro-Iranian groups in Iraq and Syria over the past 10 months. The U.S. attacks struck affiliates of the Islamic Revolution Guard Corps, or IRGC. Mm-hmm. This is important because it illustrates that the U.S. is willing to name Iran and its affiliates as a threat, and because it comes amid rumors that the U.S. and Iran could revive the Iran nuclear deal of 2015. It is not known how devastating the U.S. attacks were, but reports have said that some militants were killed. The United States will not hesitate to defend itself against Iranian and Iran-backed aggression when it occurs, under Secretary of Defense Colin Cowell said. There's more to this story, Doug, and I think that you intend for there to be images or videos going on. Well, we were uh, just going to show help. just a clip of the Euphrates River area down in there. It's just something for the folks to kind of see when we talk about it. But that's why this is important. There's a shot there of the Euphrates River area. But uh, the reason why it's important. Now that's a beautiful shot, Doug. That's really nice. It's, it is beautiful. It's I a beautiful I don't think it area. looks that way the whole time. But probably not. As maybe the fact, video will keep going. I, I think that they've even had some drought conditions <laughs> there this year. But, but. Regardless, it, it is a beautiful area, but that area is also the – this uh, article goes on to say that they move weapons into that area using the Euphrates River Valley as a way to, to get some of those weapons in there. Uh, so it's very interesting that that's in this article, Vince, because that's actually what Revelation 9.13 tells us. Okay. And uh, and so let's just go. Can we give them Revelation nine thirteen? Well, yeah, absolutely. It says, "And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year, for to slay the third part of men." Now, Doug, this has happened in Revelation 9. Mm-hmm. Where does that fall in the timeline that we are living in right now? So we believe, Vince, that right now that we are at this time of the Sixth Trumpet War. Uh, if you haven't seen our teaching on the Seven Trumpets, uh, you need to check that out because it will help you understand why we believe this and how prophecy kind of falls into place and what we believe uh, the Fifth Trumpet was actually uh, the Gulf War, so the Persian Gulf War, better known as Desert Storm. And uh, and so we believe that fulfilled the fifth trumpet, and now we're at that time of the sixth trumpet. And there's uh, this particular verse talking about that area of the Euphrates River and talking about this in the article as well, saying Iran uses that as a way to get weapons into uh, the border there with Syria and uh, Israel. And so... 
the importance of this is that the scripture actually names that and says there are spirits that are bound in that river and they're loosed for this particular time. And so when we see that scripture, we understand also that it says that they're prepared their events for an hour a day, a month, and a year. Uh, we get questions about that all the time. What does that mean? Uh, we believe that that just means that for a certain time that God has planned for this to happen is when it's going to happen. And those angels have been held there until it's the timing of God for them to be released to start this war. We believe that we're there at that point uh, where that timing could be any day now. It could be at any time. Like Vince said, it could happen before the end of this year. We don't know for sure because the Bible doesn't give us all the details of it. This is the details we get. Uh, so that's why when an article mentions that specific area, it's very interesting to be able to come and share that with our audience and let them know, look, this is that region that we're talking about, and this battle has been heating up for a while, especially when you look at what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine and how uh, America's been uh, feeding the Ukraine with weapons, with money, uh, allowing them to be able to fight off Russia. Well, we're not in great standings with Russia right now. Russia are allies with Iran, and now we're helping Israel carry carry out strikes, and Iran has attacked our soldiers over there. So that's why we're carrying out these strikes, but we're also helping Israel uh, by doing that because, as everyone knows, Iran has threatened Israel and continues to do that. So it's very volatile situation right now. It's uh, you know one of those things that we watch on a daily basis. So what do we do? What's the? Well, I mean, right now we watch and we pray and you know we we help people understand what's going on. So uh, you know that's the bottom line. Iran is not going to stop doing what they're doing. Uh, they're not going to uh, stop trying to get these weapons down into the hands of Hamas. Uh, or Hezbollah there in the Gaza area. Uh, you know that Gaza has been launching rockets into uh, Israel. Israel's Iron Dome has been protecting them. Well, Iran funds all that and channels these weapons in there. Syria, once again, is right there on the border of Israel, their northern border, and it's at the uh, Golan Heights. And so you've got these things that are happening there. We're watching it on a daily basis uh, it seems to be uh, ramping up a little bit, but you know, I mean, it's just like everything else, Vince. These these prophecies are things we're watching. They're things Jesus told us were going to happen before they come to pass, so that when they do happen, that we have faith and we understand what's going on. We're, it's just to help us understand the times that we're living in. But it, you know, it's a good time to be prayed up and and make sure you know that you're ready. Absolutely. Well, let's get to our phones. It is open line. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're committed to talking about whatever you want to talk about today. So we are going to do that. Let's go to Clarence in um, Massachusetts. Clarence, welcome to End of the Age. Hi. Uh, good, good afternoon. Um, first of all, I want to commend you guys uh, um, for for the job that you're doing. And... Um, you know, just continue to uh, to keep up the good work and keep us all in the relevancy of the times in which we're living in. Thank you, sir. God bless you. We appreciate all it. Right. And uh, I just have one comment, though. Um, uh, it seems to me that, um, though, um, there is a degree of uncertainty with 
with, uh, I think you mentioned, we may be in the final seven years. Now, um, I just kind of wonder, um, you know, where exactly we are with that, because I've heard uh, the program uh, mention that probably like a few years ago, and then maybe up to two years ago, maybe three years ago, could be four years ago, as much as five, because I do have your materials. They are great, but I think that there is that degree of uncertainty that I, I'm looking to from you, uh, whereas when you say we may be in the final seven years. We we don't um, say that, Clarence. We don't believe we're in the final seven years. Okay. Well, what is the statement that you use again? We, with, the, with the seven years? So, so Clarence, the the thing that we know for sure that when we know that we're going to be in those final seven years, Daniel nine twenty seven uh, tells us that the Antichrist will make a covenant with many for one seven. That one seven or that week, some of the translations say for one week, that will be the final seven years. So, the event that we're looking for to begin that final seven years is actually a peace agreement between Israel and the Palestinian people. And the reason why we know it's between those two, those two are uh, the two peoples that claim uh, rights to Israel and to Jerusalem specifically. So we know from Scripture that God promised the Israelites that land, that that was promised to Abraham and his descendants. And so what we're looking for there, Clarence, is that uh, covenant where they... Get a peace agreement together. It looks like it's probably going to be a two-state solution because that's what they're talking about. And that's what appears to be in Scripture uh, because we know that the area in uh, the West Bank, otherwise known as Judea, that's the area that is the settlement area that, uh, you know, the U.N., uh, has been after Israel to pull those settlers out of that area so that it can be just Palestinian state right there. Uh, but we understand from Scripture it appears it's going to be a two-state solution that's going to allow those uh, Jewish people to remain there under a Palestinian authority. And so all these things we see in Scripture, those are things we're waiting to see. That peace agreement is going to be the one thing that we know, okay, once this is done... We're in that final seven years. We're not there yet. Oh, okay, okay. All right. So um, I guess that it just uh, we just need to keep our eyes open. Yes, and sir. As far as you know, being you know uh, abreast of the news and everything that's going on. Once we can hear that, or once we can be aware of that, right. we can probably begin to assume um, that without a doubt we're in that final seven-year process. Yes, sir. Yeah, we so we, we are uncertain about when it'll start, but when we believe it started. Uh, there will be no uh, room for confusion on what we believe. Okay. We'll be coming so out talking be, about it all the time. <laughs> all right, so that might be the pivotal contingency then, yeah. to say that we are definitely in the final seven years, once we see that peace agreement signed. Yes, sir. Okay, great. Well, thank you guys very much. Keep up the good work. It takes a lot for what you guys are doing. Love you all, man, and uh, let's keep pushing this uh, word out there ultimately get folks into the kingdom for such a time like this. Amen. Great job. Thank you, yes, Claire. Sir, thank I appreciate you. it. All right, let's go to Betsy in Louisiana. Betsy, welcome to End of the Age. Betsy, are you there? All right, Betsy is not there anymore. We missed you, Betsy. There are open lines at 877 time 877 Let's go to Earl in Florida. Earl, welcome to End of the Age. Greetings, guys. 
I love your work, love your love your ministry. And the question I had for today was, can you give us an update on the building and where we are uh, in the building and the coming of the third temple? Well, Earl, as far as I know from from everything that I've looked at, um, we're not even getting close yet. They, there have been stories where they've chiseled rock out uh, to begin preparation for that. They, they do uh, sacrifices on different, uh, some of the different feasts close to the temple, uh, temple mount, but not on the temple mount because that would cause a, a war to start there virtually right now. But, um, you know, we're, we're watching things progress, I guess you could say. There's some people that believe that the temple is being prepared off-site and they're going to be able to move it up on the temple rather quickly whenever uh, the, the peace agreement signed that they'll be able to move the temple up on the Temple Mount quickly uh, and it, it'll be pre-assembled and they'll put it together. I don't know that that's true. I haven't found any evidence for that uh, other than just some opinions. There are uh, websites that uh, we try to stay abreast of and just kind of see what they're saying. One of those is the Temple Institute. That's a great uh, a great uh, site to go to to kind of see what they're doing. Uh, they just now, I think uh, a couple of weeks ago, Vince, they, they were able to ship the red heifers over. Uh, we know they have to have a red heifer uh, that is without blemish or defect. Uh, to be able to sacrifice that red heifer and then take the ashes and uh, consecrate that area with the ashes and, and cleanse the priest and all different things that are from the book of Leviticus. Uh, so we know there's preparation being done, but I cannot tell you 100% uh, that they are in the process of building anything yet. Well, I appreciate that, and that's going to be key. Uh, before we see the son of perdition, the man of sin, and and that's one thing we should keep our eyes on, because he's coming. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, thank Earl, thank you. you so much for your call. We appreciate it very much. You know, Doug, Earl brings up a question that um, brings up a pretty interesting point. If there is a legit red heifer, you would think that that would be quite motivating for the Jewish community to get a temple built because there hasn't been a red heifer in a very long time. Yeah, and so we're, we're going to keep our eyes on that story as well because we know at one time there was 25, I think, from Texas that they were going to try to send over. So yeah. we'll have to watch that. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99. You can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. 
The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norbell. Today is Open Line Friday. We're talking about whatever you want to call in and discuss. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Let's go to Betsy in Louisiana. Betsy, welcome to End of the Age. Yes, I'm sorry. I was trying to get you on my phone. All good. We can hear you loud and clear now. Okay, thank you. Um, Pastor Irvin was always saying that the sixth vial, seventh vial, sixth seal, and seventh seal, and the seventh trumpet were all at the end um, together happening, happening rapidly. And I'm wondering, because the sixth seal, sixth trumpet, excuse me, which Irvin says is on the other side, is actually going on now because we are in a war against one world government, that started, I believe, in Genesis, where um, Jesus put us down because of the one language and confound, confound our, our languages so that we couldn't um, do anything we wanted to do. And that I think that that hour, day, month, and year is the year, month, day, and hour that Jesus Christ comes back and in one hour you know, destroys those that are destroying the earth, the last battle against the one world government. What do you think? Well, Betsy, based on based on the scripture, when we look at Revelation nine, um, that's that particular trumpet is not the return of Jesus. The, we know that that return will happen on the seventh trumpet. We believe that the sixth trumpet is going to happen uh, before that final seven years starts, or uh, somewhere in the beginning of it. And the reason why we believe that is because when you look at the way that the scripture falls and you look at Revelation 9, you read that sixth trumpet. Then we go into Revelation 10. And one of the things that Revelation 10 gives us understanding of is that John sees the same vision that Daniel speaks of in Daniel chapter 12. He sees one standing over uh, the the sea and the earth and uh, proclaiming, What's getting ready to happen? Well, when Daniel asked about what's happening, which is the great tribulation, he asked, how long will it be until this is fulfilled? And he said, for a time, times, and the dividing of time. So we know that that's the great tribulation. So we know from scripture, other scripture, that the great tribulation starts in the middle of that final seven years. And so when that great tribulation starts, that's going to be the final three and a half years until Jesus comes back. And then that all happens at that sixth and seventh seal, the seventh trumpet and the seventh vial is the return of Jesus Christ and the resurrection. And so we know that this war will happen before that timing because of that vision that John has in Revelation chapter 10. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. 
It does. However, I think that the woe, woe, woes as to the fifth and sixth and seventh trumpets yet to sound is actually a timeline that the dead in Christ rise first and then those that are alive rise a little later. In that, after the dead in Christ witnesses, um, you know, raise again and go into the clouds, it says the sixth, um, the third, excuse me, the second woe, which is the sixth trumpet, has passed. Seventh woe, third woe, seventh trumpet comes quickly. And um, so that I think that the sixth trumpet at that very end there is another, the dead in Christ have already raised, six trumpets over the second woe, seventh trumpet comes um, quickly, so that the sixth, the last part of the sixth trumpet and the beginning of the seventh trumpet are like right together, like, you know, the sixth trumpet has passed, second woe, and the third trumpet, third woe, seventh trumpet comes quickly, that they come right after one another. I don't know. I think that's a timeline. We're going to see. We know that for sure. Yeah, we're going to see. Oh, gosh. (laughs) We appreciate your call, Betsy. Thanks so much for uh, bringing that perspective onto the show. Let's go to Tom in Washington. Tom, welcome to End of the Age. Hey, gentlemen. We uh, greatly appreciate your work. I read a book years ago concerning the uh, Seven Thunders, and basically this gentleman shared that... uh, Every time something goes through the atmosphere quickly, you get thunder. And there were three raptures in the Old Testament, Elijah, Enoch, and the main ascension. And then there were four return scenarios in the book of Revelation, and, and that was the seven thunders. And the the four the four returns, Return scenarios in Revelation represent uh, a pre-trib rapture, a mid-trib rapture, and a post-rapture. Or, or, from an agricultural point of view, the first fruits, main harvest, and then the end of the uh, harvest season, gleanings. And that's three of the return scenarios. And then the last return scenario will, will be the, when everybody comes back. And that uh, is greatly comforting to me, and I just thought I would like to get it out there. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks for your call, Tom. Doug, do you have any comments before we move on? He wasn't asking the question, so I'd right. Well, I mean, my only comment is that I, I just cannot see in Scripture where there's going to be four second comings. Okay. Uh, there's, you know, Revelation, uh, or Revelation twenty is one of the best places to go to, Vince. And so, Revelation twenty, I've got it pulled up here that explains uh, some scriptures. So let me just kind of share that with everybody. And I saw the thrones that they set upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. Then it says, this is the first resurrection... Uh, well, what's the first resurrection? Is referring back to 
those who had not taken the mark of the beast. These people are clearly here during the time that the mark is given out. We know that happens in the final three and a half years. But then verse 6 kind of explains also to help us understand that's exactly what that reference to the first resurrection is. It says, Blessed and holy is he that had part of the first resurrection. On such the second death had no power, but they shall be priests of God in Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Same thing that it says in verse 4, that these people who were beheaded because they had not taken the mark, they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So the first resurrection, that's one resurrection. That's the only one. The first one is... Uh, At that time, the seventh trumpet, like we've talked about, the uh, sixth and seventh vial, uh, the seventh trumpet, I mean the seventh vial, the sixth and seventh seal, and the seventh trumpet, these are all the same account of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Uh, And the rest of the dead, the only other resurrection, doesn't happen until after the thousand-year millennial reign of Jesus Christ. And we can also go back to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, where it says that Jesus was the first fruits of the resurrection, and then they that are Jesus, that belong to Jesus at his return, at his second coming, when he delivers the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom up to heaven. So it tells you the timing there. There's a lot of scripture to back that up, and it sounds to me like there's only one second coming there, Vince. All right. Thank you for the clarity there. We appreciate it, of course. Let's go to Carlos in Canada. Uh, excuse me, in California. Carlos, welcome to End of the Age. Hi, yes. Um, I just, well, it's a comment, something that um, I've been reading lately in the news, is that Iran, on one side, is, is um, I'm sorry, Israel, the United States is it's with Israel, um, in Syria, but on the other hand, I hear lately that the United States is about to sign the, the Iran Iranian deal. So, what are your takeouts on these? Because it doesn't make sense to me that um, we're helping Israel with Syria, but on the other hand, we are signing that deal with Iran. Yeah, so one of the things that the article talked about today that we we didn't really get to that part of the article, but one of the things that it talked about, it says it's also said that the United States and Israel are preparing to strike Iran if talks with world powers fail to revive the 2015 nuclear deal. If they get that nuclear deal, basically what that deal is, is they're going to allow them to enrich uranium for using it for electrical purposes and, and power supply and things like that, not to build... Uh, uranium that is nuclear quality to put on a missile and send to Israel. If these talks fail and and, uh, Iran uh, does not go along with uh, the UN and the other nations that are putting the sanctions on what they can do, if they continue to uh, go down the path that they're going on, making threats and things like that, and they will not go back to that 2015 deal, uh, then they say that they will have no alternative but to attack Iran and the U.S. is very much 
uh, on board with that situation because they know that a nuclear Iran will destroy Israel or try to destroy Israel and possibly the United States as well. And so um, that's one of those things that they're they're talking about. Now, Trump just put a he put a stop to the whole deal and just said they're not playing ball with us. So we're just going to sanction them and put all these sanctions on them in order to have the sanctions lifted off. They would have to go back to the deal of only uh, enriching the uranium for electricity and uh, power supply. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. And uh, one more question real quick before I leave. Um, How do you see the connection with uh, the Sixth Trumpet War? I heard uh, you guys saying that the conflict with Russia and Ukraine, it's a geopolitical and... uh, the Sixth Trumpet War, I'm assuming it's going to be a um, religious because of the countries that are going to be part of the um, starting point, right? The, uh, the Four Spirit, which are the four countries, I believe is Syria, uh, Turkey, but the other one, Iraq, and part of Iran. So how, how do you see the connection from becoming a, what's going to lead to that? the war, um, how do you see the connection from being a geopolitical war from a religious belief war? Um, do you think that you may with Carlos, you're breaking up. Talk- Carlos, you're breaking up really bad, so we're going to let you go, but I'll answer the question uh, just to, I, what I think you're you're asking, and I just want to clarify here that we don't believe that the uh, Russian-Ukrainian war is part of the Six Trumpet War. The only reason why I brought that up earlier today in the program is because is, uh, Russia and America are at odds because of that situation going on there. Russia is very much a partner uh, with Iran, and they have said we will protect Iran. Uh, from the United States and from Israel if they have to. Uh, So I was mentioning that just to say that the conflict that right now is going on with the United States and with Israel uh, and and Iran and and us helping Israel bomb these facilities, uh, that could be a reason why Russia would get involved. If Russia and China get involved in this, then we could could have that war develop. and, And so those things could happen. So that's why we watch. All right, we will be right back. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Don't forget to participate in our match campaign at endtime.com slash U-E-T. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, 
please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to Into the Age of Instigal here with Doug Norvell. One last time, I'm going to let you know that Dave and Jana are going to be in Conroe, Texas tomorrow at 6 p.m. Dave's going to be teaching on the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. Learn more about that event at endtime.com slash events or give us a call. 800 end times the number to join us. All right, it is open line, so we're talking about whatever you want to. Uh, the number to join us again is 877 end time. We will go to Mary Ann in Utah. Mary Ann, welcome to End of the Age. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Well, you know, I think a couple of callers before mine, I was just wanting to know about a little bit more about the Iran, you know, going to um, probably Biden's administration kind of wanting to, I don't know if he wants to side with Iran or what he wants to do, but I I think a, a couple of callers ago might have answered that question. So what I'm at saying is I love you all and uh, appreciate your information every day. So, But it was kind of interesting about Iran and what's going on with that and Biden and Obama administration and how because I'm so so totally with Israel mm-hmm. that I just don't want any of our Americans to uh, go with the Iranian theory. Right. Well, you know, Marianne, the thing is, it, it appears that we have scripture that says that America is going to continue to stand by Israel. Uh, you know, we have Revelation twelve fourteen that we believe those wings of the eagle are protecting Israel. And so we, you know, there's evidence of that going on right now. There's a, a story out today that talks about um, the United States and Israel having the uh, F-35s uh, that are, they've been flying and doing all these practice runs uh, to uh, prepare to fight against Iran if they attack Israel. And they were saying that those jets that you're seeing right now on the screen, that when we sold those jets to Israel and allowed them to have this F-35 Phantom plane, Israel has upgraded this thing. to It was already a stealth plane, but they've upgraded the stealth on it, and they've even upgraded the fact that they can fly now without refueling all the way to the heart of Iran, and they can carry uh, very large bombs that could blow up nuclear facilities. So they've been doing this, and this article was saying, this article that just came out yesterday, saying that they've been doing this without detection uh, from Iran, from Syria, from Turkey and from Russia, no one has been able to tell that those planes were flying overhead. And so I believe that um, that scripture is, is part of what's being fulfilled right there, that we are going to stand beside Israel. Uh, we've, we've helped them develop this plane. We have a military base there in Israel. No other country has ever done that before. And our uh, military says they stand shoulder to shoulder with Israel, and that will never change. And so I think we can find hope in, in that, knowing that uh, no matter who's in office, uh, that we have made that pledge to Israel. And I believe that that's going to continue even until the final uh, three and a half years before Jesus comes back. 
I certainly love to hear that. That's always music to my ears because, <clears throat> of course, I'm a, a native United Statesian. <laughs> I guess if that's what you want to call it. But All right. I sure do love Israel, so I'm glad we're always going to stand with them. So that was my thing of the day, but I just love you guys to pieces. And you'll be hearing from me again, and thank you for the info. All right. Thank God you. God bless you. Thank you so much. God for your, bless you. Thank you so much for your call, Marianne. Let's go to Andrea in Canada. Andrea, welcome to End of the Age. Hi there. Good afternoon. How are you? We're well, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I had some questions. Um, just because I was away from the church for a long time and, like, I don't have a good memory. Um, and it's probably pretty basic, and I'm sorry to put this to you guys, but that you're the resource that I could go to. Um, We're so glad you called. We have people listen from all steps of their journey, so any question is good. Let's get to it. Okay, here's a couple. Um, the, the New Testament, it was written in Greek? Yes. Okay, okay, no, because I'm trying to figure out, like, books to buy and stuff, too. Um, Jesus' ministry, it was seven years? Well, a lot of people like to say Jesus' ministry was three and a half years, but the the truth is we, we really don't know a whole lot about uh, how long it really was. So uh, a lot of people speculate, and, and there's you know references in the Word that may say that it was for three and a half years. Okay, so we're not sure on that one. Yeah. And, oh no, I just forgot my other question. About the Ark and the Covenant. Yeah, did, has it been found? As far as we know, it has not been found. I'll tell okay. you this, there there are... Very well, convincing YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, there are videos out there that say that they found it. Some say that... Um, the the actual real Indiana Jones I can't remember his name right now but they they say that he found it under uh, the uh, place where Jesus was crucified there at the place of what they call the place of the skull or um, the Calvary Hill is what we call it but anyway it's it's a theory that it's there now we have asked guides in Israel about it and and one of our guides is. Uh, actually an archaeologist that has studied in Israel for years and done a lot of archaeology, he says, no, they don't know where uh, the ark is. When you go to the Temple Institute, though, they tell you they know exactly where the ark is, and then they even have a mock of the the ark. They they have a uh, one that they have built in order to have one in the the rebuilt Jewish temple that they've made and they've made a replica of it and they show it to you when you're on that tour. So, um, you know, there's different theories about it. We don't know for sure. We don't know what's true and what's not true. Uh, but, you know, they say that it is buried under Golgotha. If that's the fact, I, I know this one thing. I know that the Lord knows exactly where it is. And so, uh, you know, one day he may reveal that to us. We'll just have to, to wait and see. Okay, and I know that when we get filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues, the righteousness of Jesus is imputed to us. But do we do we still have to keep the commandments of God? Well, I mean, we we keep the commandments once we, uh, you know, once we're born again, and that's one of the things where Jesus says, "Now He's taking it off that stone; He's written it on our heart." Uh, when you talk about keeping commandments, there's a lot of people that. 
uh, want to say that you have to worship on a certain day. But when you're uh, when you're a born again believer, you really do that every day. You you worship God on a daily basis. There's not a particular day. And the Bible says that uh, that the rest that we find is when we get into the spirit with God and when we're in tune with God like that. When when Paul talks about it in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, he says that we speak mysteries unto God. He even references that same scripture out of Isaiah that talks about that rest, that we enter into God's rest. Uh, Hebrews, I believe, chapter uh, 4 also. Do you know, Vince, I can't remember if it's 4 or if it's 9. Uh, but it's I think it's Hebrews chapter 4 that talks about it too. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of controversy there. Uh, but as far as like... Do you have to keep the Sabbath on Saturday and you can't worship on Sunday? No, that's that's not uh, that's not biblical. It's it tells us in uh, Colossians chapter two uh, and in Romans not to let people judge you about holy days and and festivals and feast. So, uh, Andrea, you know, we we actually have a whole lesson called to Sabbath or not to Sabbath. Yeah, there you um, go. We're going to put you on hold, and we'll get your email address. What I want to do is gift you um, a year's worth of End of the Age Plus. Oh, and, my goodness. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You can get on there, and well, I guess you already know about it, the way you responded. <laughs> uh, you can binge watch all our videos, and um, it will be a, a great resource for you to tap into. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Stay on hold. We'll get your email address and get you set up with that today. All right, let's go to Richard in Indiana. Richard, welcome to End of the Age. Hello, Doug. Um, I have a couple questions. Um, the first question is on Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10. It says, The uh, day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the uh, earth, and the works of the earth will be burnt up. And that just doesn't seem to fit other narratives of the day of the Lord in the Bible. Hello? Yes, sir. I, we're hearing your question. I was pulling up that scripture as you were saying that. Um, so what part do you feel like doesn't fit the day of the Lord? Well, I don't see how the Lord is going to, going to be reigning a thousand years if uh, the day of the Lord is when Jesus comes back and the earth and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. And uh, also the heaven shall pass away with a great noise. So um, maybe you can clarify that. Well, Isaiah tells us that he's going to create a new heaven and earth. And uh, when you look at it, it's Isaiah 65 is a great place to reference that where it talks about it. Uh, and it talks about um, the Lord. Let me see if I can get there real quick. Uh, he creates a new heaven and new earth, and he talks about uh, what it says. It starts in verse 17. It says, For behold, I shall create a new heaven and new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind, uh, but you shall be uh, glad and rejoice. He goes on to say that, um, that there shall be no more thence an infant of those days, nor an old man that has not filled his days, for a child that shall die of a hundred years old, uh, but the sinner being a hundred years once shall be accursed. So it tells us right there that people are still going to be born. They're going to live to be a hundred years old. It tells us that they're going to build houses. Uh, it tells us that the uh, 
the ox and the lion will lie down together. It tells you all these different things in uh, Isaiah 65 about that time. Uh, yeah, but see, what I'm looking at is if the earth is burnt up on the day of the Lord, now what day of the Lord are we talking about? Because if the earth is burnt up, there's not going to be anybody living here. Are you talking about the end of the thousand-year reign? No, that's talking, talking about moving into the thousand-year reign. Uh, okay, when, okay, that's what you. That's well. I, I'm I, I'm of the understanding when you say the day of the Lord, that is when Jesus comes back to reign for a thousand years. Yes, that's well, that's well, what I'm saying. He, but if he's going to come to reign for a thousand years, in you've said there's going to be people living on the earth. Nobody's going to be living on the earth if the earth is a piece of toast. Okay, so when you look at Zechariah 14, have you ever checked out Zechariah 14? I, I, I know, but I, I'm, I'm trying to clarify. I'm trying to clarify Peter, Second Peter, chapter three, verse ten, which goes into the. Uh, if we're talking about the day of the Lord when Jesus sets his foot, uh, his feet on the Mount of Olives, there's not going to be a Mount of Olives. Because the earth is going to be burned up. Richard, I don't want to cut you off. Okay, but the problem okay. is, is we have 60 seconds left. Okay. <laughs> so you're okay. going to have to email Doug or call him, and you guys can hash this out. But we have okay. unfortunately what? run out of time what? to have an in-depth conversation about this topic. So we appreciate your call. We certainly aren't scared to talk about difficult things. We would do that. But we are just literally running out of time. Doug, with 35 seconds left, how do you want to leave everybody for the weekend? Oh, man. Just <laughs> remember, folks, that, uh, you know, I mean, the greatest thing that we can do is make sure that our, our names are written in the Lamb's Book of, of Life. And yes. that's why we bring this program to you every day to help you understand where we are prophetically and to bring you into the light of what the Word says about being born again. Go to endtime.com slash reborn to learn more about that. You can watch thousands of hours of video and read thousands of hours of articles at endtime.com and watch.endtime.com. We'll see you back here Monday at 3. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at one 800 end time That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.